0: This is Main Event Radio. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for one fall
1: and is your Main A star is born. Drew McIntyre eliminates Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble, the 2020 Royal Rumble winner, Drew McIntyre. And Brock Lesnar continues to dominate and show that he is one of the greatest and most dominant WWE superstars of all time. Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac, CJLO, 1690 AM, Bell 5 TV, Channel 950, Around the World, our official homepage, maineventradio.com. It was a great rumble.
0: Indeed, it was. Uh, You know, we kick off WrestleMania season, uh, and uh, with uh, Royal Rumble usually being that uh, that point that really gets everyone in the mood for WrestleMania season, Mm -hmm. Uh, they certainly uh, found a way to do so this past Sunday. Uh, Of course, uh, the big story of the week with the return of Edge, uh, you know, pretty much uh, being the talk of the wrestling world uh, this past week, and even though it was, you know, kind of rumored uh, since since August, basically, uh, you know, it was still ever since
1: he appeared at SummerSlam. Toronto and gave a exactly. spear to Elias it was we sort of were hoping for it but it, until it actually happened
0: yeah well you know it it's interesting that story just to see that you know somehow some way it's edges back uh of course uh Might have used AEW a little bit in his negotiations. Not the only one. (laughs) Try to push uh, a little bit to get back in that ring. But, uh, you know, much like Daniel Bryan, he kind of took his his fate into his own hands and uh, has gotten back to the wrestling world. And so, you know, one of many uh, very interesting moments at last week's Royal Rumble and uh, now we're on the road to WrestleMania. That uh, nonetheless being overshadowed with uh, some... Some news from the WWE over the last few days. Yeah, we'll uh, you get know, into that as, company, the, as the show progresses today. Uh, a little today. shaky, uh, to say the least. So uh, it's an interesting time, and it's been a busy week.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about the Rumble a little bit more. Uh, with everything going on behind the scenes in the company and the issues in creative, the issues in in uh, management, board of directors, the stock crashing this week, the Royal Rumble, the event itself... I thought it was excellent, very, very well done, especially the men's Royal Rumble match, the way it was booked with Brock Lesnar just dominating half of the roster. It was just, it was nuts, and I really enjoyed it. Let's let's start off from the beginning of the card. Uh, Sheamus defeating Shorty G, 12 minutes, 35 seconds. Uh, last week, I talked about how I feel that WWE sort of has to go a little bit more to the old school style of wrestling, slow it down a little bit, heavyweight style, and I got to say, Shorty G, even though he's a small guy, he even says it in his name, he's really like like a heavyweight he wrestles like uh, a guy double his size and he was actually dominating most of this match Sheamus just at the end did the did the bro kick and, and got the win but for most of this matchup Shorty G was the one uh, co- uh the one winning uh and getting a lot of very close uh, finishes and in the end uh, Sheamus got the victory and I got to say Shorty G is really uh getting really getting good he's getting good and he's slowly slowly getting over and they're building him well Sheamus, I'm not the biggest fan of this is like his last run he came back last month yeah, I guess I guess it makes sense to have Seamus win this but uh Shorty G looking good coming out of it
0: yeah you know um Gable did work hard as you point out in that match uh Sheamus still looked good uh you know pretty straightforward you know um you know, underdog trying to beat up the bully and, and pretty straightforward match, uh, you know, a TV level match that, uh, you know, nothing to write home about, but it wasn't bad either. So it was a good start to the show. And, uh, Jay, you know, Seamus, uh, it's good to see he, he's still around. You know, when we talk about edge, uh, you know, and the spinal stenosis, well, how long is left in Seamus's career? When's his last run coming up? Like I said, so, this
1: probably is his last run dealing with the, that's it. the injuries. So, uh,
0: you know, is, the, is that the reason to give him the push? Probably. But uh, yeah, no, it's just pretty straightforward opening match and it was decent.
1: And then we had Andrade defeating Humberto Carrillo, singles match of the United States Championship. It seems like it's all the uh, Mexicans going for the United States Championship these days as uh, Andrade actually won the championship from Rey Mysterio and they are looking for a new Hispanic star and uh, Andrade is, it seems to be the one with the gold spoon in his mouth. And unfortunately, he did get uh, a 30 day suspension for failing a drug test. He is still U.S. champion for now. And he uh, retained the championship uh, at the Royal Rumble.
0: You know, they got nearly 15 minutes, which, uh, you know, is, is somewhat of a surprise. But uh, the they, it felt like it could have been a very good match if they, you know, gotten maybe a chance to, you know, Tested out a little bit more on the, on the house shows leading up to the pay-per-view. Uh, you know, it just felt like, a, although it could have been a very good match, it never really hooked the crowd. It never really got to that level uh, that, uh, you know, really would have said, uh, hey, this was a great match. But uh, nothing uh, nothing horrible either. So pretty, you know, run-of-the-mill matchup uh, from these two. But it should have been better, considering the heat, considering the storyline. should have been better, but uh, it was all right.
1: Yeah, it was okay. Then we had Roman Reigns and King Corbin. Oh Falls count anywhere. I think they did the best they could with uh with what they had here. It was it, it was better than I expected to it to be, but it's just not not really my cup of tea at this point in time. I at one point I would have loved this type of match, just brawl through the crowd, but it's it's just like I feel like we've seen this so many times with the table spots and yeah, they they uh, went, the, the obvious interference from Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler that was expected. The Usos coming out to to help Roman Reigns. I, I really think they did the best that they could with with this kind of match, and and Reigns getting the victory over Baron Corbin in in twenty one minutes twenty seconds. That was a long I, match. I hope this ma- I hope it puts an end to this feud. We saw. I, oh, I saw too. these two guys face each other in Laval uh, near Montreal at the Place Bell, and it also wasn't such a great match in in uh, seeing it live. And there's these uh, like. Roman Reigns is someone when he has a great opponent, he can have a great match. You look at his matches against Brock Lesnar, his matches against AJ Styles, great matches. When you put him against an opponent that's not at the not at that level, for some reason he just is not able to elevate other opponents. And and Baron Corbin and him, it was it was all right, but it, they just don't have that great chemistry.
0: Yeah, this was a very long match, uh, you know, and very slow. Mm-hmm. It did not really uh, get going at, at any point. Uh, you know, the intensity level wasn't there. Um, and I wonder, you know, depending on what side of the fence you fall on as a fan, you know, both Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns have go-away heat depending on, you know, what type of fan you are, right? You know, obviously Baron Corbin has a lot of go-away heat. Uh, you know, he's the new Xbox. But, uh, you know, Roman Reigns, depend, you know, you either love him or hate him, right? So there's an entire section of the, of the fan base that absolutely hate Roman Reigns. Well, and if you want to say that, pretty Corbett's much everyone X-Box, hates. Then
1: Reigns is Cena, yeah. Well, because Cena yeah. was loved by women and good kids, and hated point. by hated yep. by by
0: men. <laughs> very, good, very good point, <laughs> yeah. actually. And 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 maybe it's that because you had two guys because he was force fed at the yeah. beginning of his career, you know. Was, and like, and it's almost as if we're being force fed this match yeah. between two guys that you know, depending on what side of that fence you fall on, you may not want to see on your television. Period. So, you combine that with a very slow match missing a lot of intensity and it goes over 20 minutes Look Roman Reigns has got a
1: good look he looks like a star you put him on the cover of a magazine you put him in a in a television show an interview he looks like a star he looks like a wrestler so he's, he's got something and I, I got to give him props and Baron Corbin he's in, in an era where nobody wants to be a true heel he is you you say it's Xbox yeah, I think he really is a heel I think I don't a know. lot of fans do hate him I,
0: I mean some fans hate him don't get me wrong yeah uh, but I, there, there's a large chunk that that are giving him Xbox heat and and so You know, it and whether you know, everyone will have their own opinion on that, and whether or not it's like, hey, you know, is it really Xbox heat or not? But for me, this just did not work. This was a long match. I did not want to see this it go that over. long. What I thought would happen. I hope it's over. I
1: thought Corbin would have won. Yeah. They would have
0: said, oh, Roman Reigns is
1: hurt. Bob, Bob, Robbie Root, uh, Robert Roode and uh, Dolph Ziggler beat him up, and he would come back limping in the Rumble oh, yeah. and then win the Rumble. <laughs> I'm well, he glad was, they didn't go that route. He r-. was slated <laughs> yeah. to be the original winner. He was supposed winner. to be the winner of the yeah. Rumble, and he he was my pick, and I'm glad he didn't win it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think in the end, uh, they did the, what, the best they could with this match, and they got to move on now to to other feuds. Uh, mm-hmm. Women's Royal Rumble. First. First two entrants were Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. Uh, Belair was very dominant in this match, very surprising. Uh, I knew we'd have the influx of NXT stars, but really it, it, it seemed like it was like more of an NXT rumble than a main roster rumble, with only about seven women, uh, six or seven women announced in advance. So most of the entrances were surprises or, or not announced previously. And Belair to have such a, such a strong appearance was really a surprise. Uh, Molly Holly being one of the guest entrants. Uh, there was a rumor ball-y. during the day of Victoria being one of them, but I think it was sort of a swerve. Victoria was never supposed to actually be part of this match, unfortunately. Uh, I was well, you uh, the, know whole how match, Rumble the whole is, match. The whole match. I was like singing in my head all the things she said. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like Victoria never even came. Well, that's how where Rumble is, right? <laughs> yeah. You
0: could just literally throw out any rumor out there, and it yeah. doesn't matter; it'll stick because it's where Rumble. Unless a person's dead, it'll stick. Well, two years ago <laughs> I said Jeff Jarrett, and then he was in the Rumble last year. Yeah. So
1: th- this year I said Scott Steiner. I think he's going to be in the Rumble next oh, he's year. He's in the NWA right now. Yeah, but they're not not exclusive contracts. Uh, so. Okay, well, yeah.
0: there you go. But, uh, you know, it, 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 the, the matchup itself, as you point out, uh, you know, a lot of NXT women. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the NXT women roster is so strong, that's the problem with the main roster sometimes is that, yeah, we have some great talent like a Charlotte, like a Bailey, like a Becky, like a Sasha. But, you know, when you get down to the lower uh, level of the women's roster, uh, in many ways, some of the NXT girls are more over than them. Uh, look at Shayna Baszler uh, you know she and, was my pick to win yeah and, and, and uh, of course as you point out some of the others uh, having some strong uh, appearances like Belair uh, you know they're in many ways moreover and you just gave a big push to them too of course uh, in November at Survivor Series so it really made sense to uh, you know really use that roster in the Royal Rumble and uh, I think it paid dividends I think this is a very good Royal Rumble uh, for the women Charlotte winning uh, you know also makes sense obviously they go go with the safe bet for them mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, you know who they're going to send to WrestleMania. But and, interesting the fact level.
1: that uh, Charlotte is, is supposedly going to be going for the NXT championship rather than the Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, well, the, you know,
0: this past year, I think in many ways, or more so the past, you know, four to six months, ever since the launch of AEW, they've Put a renewed focus on having NXT mean almost, you know, a third brand as opposed to a mm-hmm. developmental brand, and uh, so you know, doing that if that's the route they go down uh, is uh, is is elevating NXT even more. Uh, obviously, they want it to com- quote unquote compete with uh, with uh, the AEW product on Wednesday So, uh, whatever they can do to elevate that product, and so be it. Obviously, you know, they had some momentum later in the year last year. They lost it recently in terms of NXT as performance on Wednesdays, but uh, you know they it, well, a lot more a of the, of the ra-
1: a lot of the names on yeah. NXT have not gone to the main roster, That's so it. that hurts them. That they always have to renew their their talent pool, and you never know when the stars are going to be poached by the That's by Raw or SmackDown. But now
0: they're also showing the reversal, right, where they start sending some of them back, like Finn Balor. Yeah, or, and and now maybe Charlotte Flair, whoever, Adam whether Cole or not making she wins the title for himself, in of NXT. course, superstar uh, that uh, really carried the entire survival. Series is uh, is uh, Adam Cole, so you know it it uh, was a very good uh, move to bring all these in. I thought this was a very good Royal Rumble match. Uh, you know, if uh, if anything, it was you know a good four or four or five stars right there in terms of Royal Rumble matches. Mm-hmm.
1: A few other notes to mention: uh, Mercedes Martinez, longtime independent star, yeah. making her debut in, in in the match.
0: Of course, uh, Sasha was calling her out during a certain period of time where she was away from the company uh, on Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. so it kind of plays into that, and uh, it was, it was yeah. a cool little uh, appearance. Sasha Banks, not part of the match uh,
1: because of an injury that she's dealing with. Yeah. Uh, Maya Yim, also part of the match. Uh, Dana Brooke, who's really been working hard to, to improve her in-ring skills, going on her time off to the Performance Center in Orlando, fine-tuning her, her in-ring skills. Tamina making a, an appearance for the first time in a long time, not having much of a successful... Uh, Royal Rumble uh, the, slot.
0: That, that's what I'm talking about. Like you know, when you look at some of the second half of that women's roster, like a Tamina. Like when when you compare a Tamina to the you know two or three NXT girls who got a major rub in this, that that you see the big difference. Uh, Chelsea Green, formerly of Impact, yeah. as well. It's, it seems like TNA is WWE's biggest
1: biggest developmental territory now. Now, yeah. <laughs> Rob Stone making his main roster debut, formerly Robbie E of The Bromans uh, as the manager of Chelsea Green. Uh Charlotte Flair, number 17, ultimately going on to win. Naomi trying to save herself from being eliminated, jumping out and trying to stand on the on the barricade, didn't the end up being Kofi too stop. successful. Yeah. <laughs> the female Kofi spot. Uh, Natalia. You know who had a really good um I guess uh, run in this rumble? Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. She was she was very strong in it. Uh at one point I even thought she had a chance of winning. Uh Santina Coming out as a surprise funny. entry, I funny. thought it was funny. There was a lot of criticism
0: on on social media. See, that's the thing. It's like you know what would have been worse. Uh, you know, you you want a comedy spot? Cool, no problem. Uh, you know, it's better to have a Santina and everyone laugh than to have an Enzo Amore or a James, uh, or what What was his name? Ellsworth. Uh, you know, it's better than having him uh, come into the Royal Rumble and try to pretend to be a woman. So <laughs> I much rather have, uh, have, uh, you know, Santina return uh, yeah, as opposed to, and it to makes that.
1: sense because it was in Houston, yeah. WrestleMania 25, it was a yeah. battle royal.
0: Why not? Yeah, Why exactly. Not? It was and a she, funny spot. It's not like he won. Yeah, You know, it's it's, it's He eliminated himself because he was afraid. And, it, <laughs> and it's 2020 for that matter. <laughs> you know, don't forget. It's 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 something that has become mainstream. I mean, look at uh, AEW for that matter and Nyla Rose. So, it's not like it's it's something that's not based on reality for that matter. So, it, it is 2020 after all. <laughs> You're listening to Main Event Radio Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac, our Royal Rumble Review
1: continues next.
0: This is Main Event Radio.
1: Charlotte Flair, 2020 Women's Royal Rumble winner. As she is going to be going on to face for the NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. So that's surprising. A, a Royal Rumble winner going on to uh, challenge an NXT champion rather than a main roster champ. So now we've got three women's championships at WrestleMania. Do you think it's, it's too many? Should they merge uh, two of them together like they did last year with Becky Two Belts?
0: Yeah, but even though they merged it, they they still had like a a storyline going between the three. And so when we look at the situation, obviously Rhea Ripley is the next big thing, so to speak, in terms of uh, the WWE women's roster. They plan on uh, pushing her and pushing her hard. I think she she earned her spot uh, in November uh, at Survivor Series. You know, more often than not, WrestleMania takes shape in November. Usually they sit down and and they put that card together then. But this year and, and, it was like it was up in the air. It was uh, yeah. Well, no, it was. You know, they they had an idea and then they kind of talked about it a bit more instead of at Survivor Series. It was shortly after. But when you look at Survivor Series and you say Rhea Ripley is facing Charlotte at WrestleMania, that started in November. You know, she really was made there, uh, and uh, so it's an interesting twist. Don't forget, either way, you're having a large card at WrestleMania, and so it's it's okay to have the three women's matchups. Uh, obviously, last year they they um, had it as a main event. Uh, in other years, they had you know zero women's matches so you know it shows a big difference uh, of of where we've come from and how big of a chunk uh, of importance they have on the roster nowadays and so uh this will uh, be uh, really the making of her as well uh in many ways wrestlemania could be you know really a, a change uh in, you know if you have a drew mcintyre and a rhea ripley and and some others start to go over at wrestlemania it's gonna be a kind of a changing of the guard for 2020 Bayley defeated Lacey Evans in nine minutes twenty
1: seconds to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. After the after the Rumble, it was really hard to focus on this match. The the energy level of the crowd really really dropped, and having Bayley retain, even though she's not the greatest champion at this point, made made the most sense. I would say.
0: Yeah, you know this uh, this whole Lacey run uh, has just been uh, something that I haven't enjoyed from day one, uh, but. You know, when I look at the actual matchup, it's like she wanted to try hard, but she wasn't there quality wise to be mm-hmm. able to deliver that match. But she was trying. She 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 came up with probably a bunch of ideas to to, to go into that matchup, and it just didn't work. Um, fell flat. You, you made a face at me check. when
1: I said that Bayley's not the greatest champion. Do you disagree with that? No, uh, no, okay. not at all.
0: Uh, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'll, I'll explain that one off air, but um. Yeah, it uh, it it uh, was a nothing match really. It, it it was a dead spot, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, then we had the the fiend Bray Wyatt against Daniel Bryan in a strap match for the Universal Championship. I thought this was a spectacular matchup. Uh, Daniel Bryan coming so so close, and in the end, uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt retaining. The WWE Universal Championship, uh, Brian, like, barely able to get up after this match. Uh, one point where he had his head smashed into the, the corner turnbuckle, I was a little bit worried due to his past concussion and neck issues. But thankfully, from what I've heard, uh, Brian is doing all right. A little bit banged up, but doing okay after this match. And I, I really, really liked it. Probably, I, I have to say, probably Bray Wyatt's best match.
0: It was a very good match. Uh, you know, the no red lights was something that uh, a lot of people uh, were happy about because it helped them enjoy the match a little bit more. The, the live crowd you're talking it, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, but even people who were watching it on TV were bitching about the red uh, about the okay. red light. You know, like uh, if you see on Twitter, people were like ranting about it. And even, uh, you know, Diane O'Brien spoke about it in an interview and so on and so forth. So, you know, the no red light uh, definitely helped here. With, with Brian losing, I knew that CM Punk was definitely not going to be in the rumble. Because right. <laughs> I figured if Punk would be in the
1: Rumble, then they would have Brian win right. the championship, and they'd finally do Brian versus Punk at Mania. But that is not to be—at least not this year. Uh, this, like, I feel like Brian really helped uh, Bray Wyatt now even step it up to another level. Now Bray Wyatt really does truly feel like the like the be Universal Champion.
0: Yeah, like you see, like as if. Daniel Bryan went back through his career and you know came up with some of the best spots from mm-hmm. some of his biggest matches and put them all together into this match, knowing that it was a big match against The fiend like uh, that. That post spot, like I think he did that with M- McGinnis. In, I was in thinking, RH. I was
1: thinking of Nigel McGinnis yeah. as I was watching the match. And, uh, it's funny know, that you say that because that's, that's exactly so what I was thinking of when I was it, watching the match.
0: He he kind of like did a bunch of callbacks to mm-hmm. to. Important moments in his career, or important moves uh, that happened in matchups, and put them all together, and he had a really good match. I really enjoyed it, and uh, of course, anytime like, the last Fiends week on we announced. TV, I enjoyed it, so of course yeah. he had his big fake six thousand dollar belt there, and mm. uh, <laughs> you know, with them, and uh, that uh, has been uh, quite the run for the uh, for the fiend. Yeah, one.
1: more more props to sell. If you, say, I was at yeah. the house show here, and they were selling the mask, the the puppets, and now
0: they got the the championship. Yeah, to, the to sell, too. six thousand five hundred dollar US yeah. <laughs> title. Yeah, belt. But the the, the replica replica, replica belt, be yeah, won't be that much, I hope. <laughs> no, that's uh, how much the oh, replica yeah? belt uh, okay, was. It was on WWE.com. They'll make a toy, ver- on make a toy version oh, yeah. for kids for $25 yeah, they have $30 to. or $30. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have to at that point. <laughs> but if it, yeah, of course if they're they make selling titles puppets. like that to, to, sell, to sell merchandise. No, but $6,000. <laughs> uh, it's a little much. It's a little much for sure. <laughs> like the regular replica belts are what, three to $400? dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: Um Daniel Bryan... The Fiend Bray Wyatt, very good matchup. And last week we announced uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes as the 2019 match of the year. And for me, my 2020 match of the year, up to now, actually I have two. I have the Men's Royal Rumble and uh, the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. And I think it's going to be tough for other matches later in the year to top these two matches. Uh, I, I'm sure. Maybe WrestleMania. I don't, yeah, well, uh,
0: Japan will. Uh, you know, somebody yeah. will. That's that's for sure. Like you know, obviously you could uh, could watch uh, a, a lot of the. Uh, Cause I really enjoy because in many ways. Oh no, no, I'm not putting down the match uh, on the Royal Rumble. I'm just saying, you know, when you when you end up comparing it to certain matchups uh, elsewhere, sometimes that's uh, I, I, you know apples and oranges.
1: Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Oscar Lynch uh, retaining the women's championship. 16 minutes 25 seconds. Uh, Oscar certainly underrated at this point. Deserving of a, a woman's championship shot, uh, Becky Lynch uh, being the top female competitor, arguably her and her and Charlotte, and uh, retaining that championship, and now uh, hopefully going on to face uh, Ronda Rousey if Rousey de- de- decides to, to return in time for Mania. We'll have to wait and and see on that one. Yeah, it was a
0: bit of a letdown. She didn't show up to the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think a lot of people I guess if she was in the Rumble,
1: she she probably would have had to win it. Yeah. Unless she was eliminated by her. Yeah, her opponent. Exactly. Like somebody
0: who, you know, cheated to get Mm -hmm. her out or something like that. It it would have been perfectly fine, but. Uh this was a really good match, actually. I really enjoyed this. There was good heat going into it. I felt like the the promo work and and the whole build to it uh you know really not only played off their history but got people interested and because of that, they then went in and knew they had to deliver uh, a very good match and I think they did uh you know they Becky played the role really well to you know overcome Oscar, who was the one who beat her. You know, so it's really great story, great storyline, uh great build and very good execution. I thought this was one of the better matchups of the night when uh when it comes to that. And uh so uh, very good job uh, from those two.
1: Yes, sir. And then we got the men's rumble.
0: It was sort of like two like the, the announcers alluded to it. It was sort of like
1: two matches in one. The first half of the match was Brock Lesnar just decimating one opponent after another and then the second half was like a regular rumble with the 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 Great return of Edge and the victory of Drew McIntyre. So we had Brock Lesnar come out, Elias being his first elimination. Eric Rowan coming out, who just beat Matt Hardy on Raw in like thirty seconds, thrown over the top rope. Bobby Roode comes in, gets a few punches on on uh, Brock Lesnar, thrown over the top rope. John Morrison, who just came back, thrown over the top rope. Kofi Kingston. Then he, then then it's, it starts to get interesting. The man that Lesnar defeated to become WWE Champion. Uh, who never got a rematch, by the way, because <laughs> he was destroyed like just with an F five. He comes out, Rey Mysterio, Biggie, the three of them, Kingston, Mysterio, and Biggie, all teaming up together trying to eliminate Lesnar. Biggie doing the power slam, Mysterio the six one nine, and then Lesnar just throws the ball out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Cesaro, another uh, uh, quick elimination. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, then a rem- reminiscing of their, their past together, uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew, uh, back in the day, the two of them being a, a tag team in their very early days in the wrestling business. So I, I thought maybe the two of them would, would team together to eliminate, but then Lesnar, no, another suplex city and thrown over the rope. Shinsuke Nakamura, two former Japan champions. Uh, Nakamura getting a bit of offense, and then Lesnar throwing him out. Uh, Keith Lee from NXT looking very strong, uh, getting some moves on Lesnar, but then eventually also taken out by the big thing, by the beast, Brock Lesnar. Braun Strowman, I thought maybe he he would have a shot at, at eliminating Lesnar, but in the end, Lesnar took him out.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah. We don't need to see that again. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> I, they, they just tried too many times with Braun Strowman. It's not working. Yeah unfortunately the window of opportunity is yeah is it's sort of it's passed him by then. but he is the new
1: intercontinental champion as, yes, a, as a friday night but i have his a feeling championship. that's
0: that's his plateau now unfortunately you know. um but very good match the story of the royal rumble was so well yeah, done yeah. So then, yeah go ahead then
1: ricochet came out uh started fighting lesnar number 16 was drew mcintyre uh ricochet sort of did a low blow onto lesnar and then Ma- and then mcintyre uh Blasted him with the Claymore kick and eliminated him from the match. And the crowd, like, th- th- this was a story. This was a this was a ride. The crowd at this point was just like really thought that Lesnar was going to win this Rumble, and the fact that Drew McIntyre eliminated Lesnar, it just jet packed, rocketed him to the top of the card. Now he's he, it's like for a guy that was sort of like in the middle of the low card on, on SmackDown back in the mid-2000s, then was part of a, a go-nowhere team in the three-man band, then sort of left the company, made a name for himself internationally on the independents and, in, and in TNA as, as the world champion there. Uh, like I said, TNA being the biggest developmental territory for WWE today, now known as Impact, uh, then coming back, working his way up the card, and now going on to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar after winning the Royal Rumble. What a what a uh, fall from grace and then coming back and 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 moving all the way to the to the top of the ladder in Drew McIntyre and and like we said on on Twitter this week a star is born in Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock Lesnar and over over 200,000 interactions on on that tweet so people really uh, excited about this this victory and and the surprising elimination of Drew McIntyre certainly was not one of my picks to win. Uh, a, few, a little while ago he was like thought of as as a possible winner, but I really believe that Paul Heyman made the right choice to push push for for McIntyre to be the victor. Especially over Roman Reigns, because if Roman Reigns won, it would have been like a, a a disappointing anticlimactic finish to the Rumble. The fans would have been booing him out of the building. Okay, if they really wanted to make the 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 switch on on uh, Reigns going full on heel, yeah, you could have had him win. But the to make the fans go home happy, McIntyre elimin- eliminating Lesnar after that dominant dominant performance really made the most sense.
0: You know, this you know, so I think a lot of people forget that. In many ways, this was the plan a long time ago. Vince McMahon was very high on on Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he said he wanted him to be the, yeah, ne- the next. At star. the time, yeah. he even he, back he,
1: in the day, he, tra- he called him the chosen one. Yeah, would, yeah,
0: absolutely. Like he was planning on pushing him to that to that level. At the time, he was you know that top star on SmackDown when SmackDown was the best brand in the company. Back when they wanted Raw to be the primary you know brand, but SmackDown was kicking butt. Week in and week out with a roster that had the likes of, of CM Punk's and, and uh, Drew McIntyre. So th- that uh, was a plan a long time ago. And as you mentioned, a big fall from grace. And they kind of soured on it. And then they let him go. And, uh, you know, he had to fight his way back. And he fought his way back through NXT. And came back to the main roster. And I, th- I do give props to Paul Heyman. Even though I'm not a big drew mcintyre fan myself personally and i, I am concerned depending on the build yeah. lesnar still might win at mania <laughs> which is far, because that's the back door that's the back door though see that's the thing so they basically paul they have Heyman to see sees, how the build is have, no but paul Heyman sees okay basically, if he gets really over is, between now and mania he's gonna win otherwise lesnar retains but the feeling is anyone but but Roman, right? Everyone thought Roman's winning here and going to WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. Paul Heyman kind of identifies the fact that, well, the crowd probably wants anyone but Heyman. Who can you I. Mean anyone who can I, Anyone but uh, Reigns. Yeah, anyone but Reigns. And he's probably like, who can I sell to Vince McMahon? That you know will actually take this. Oh wait it a minute! It could have been
1: Joe. It could have been Kevin Owens. No, it could have been, could have been AJ happen. Styles. No, no, no
0: it, it wouldn't have happened. No, uh, maybe AJ, but uh, it wouldn't have happened with the other two. You went to convince Vince, but then he reminded Vince, like this was your golden boy. This is the guy you wanted to push. This is look at what he's done. Look at all the work he's done. He's come back, and I think he convinced him. And uh, you know, ultimately they they go with uh, McIntyre. But I think as you point out, and it's a very good point, they have the back door. So <laughs> if they feel like it didn't work, and if they made a mistake, no problem. He loses at WrestleMania.
1: And you know, even if Drew wins, they're going to eventually put the title back on, on oh, yeah It's, it's like course. the status quo. It's like... It's- it's like the default. It just goes back to yeah. There's yeah, yeah. waste, no doubt. Uh, you know, it,
0: it, it's going to happen uh, it, whether you know fans like it or not. As long as Brock Lesnar is still under contract mm-hmm. with the WWE, it'll continue to happen. Uh, but uh, you know that uh, is going to be an interesting move uh, heading into to WrestleMania. Uh, I did enjoy that the Rumble as well, and uh, you know I just liked that they kind of made it a clear storyline and a clear story that they told throughout the match. One guy, the beast dominating. Mm-hmm. Oh my the god, great, he's great eliminated. Yeah. Then we get the big surprise return of, of Edge, and then we get the finish. And of course, everyone's going to be hot for the finish, no matter what, because they want to see who's going to win the Royal Rumble. So they just took a very clear cut. Hey, here are four spots for this for this, and let's go with it. And I thought they did a very good job. Uh, they didn't overthink it. So uh, good good job on them, and and they've started the road to WrestleMania. Uh, you know whether or not that's going to deliver. I think is a big question. Uh, you know, we'll see when we get to WrestleMania if if Drew McIntyre is able to, uh, you know, live up to that decision that has been made last last Sunday. Whether Rhea Ripley can do the same thing on a big stage in front of, you know, whatever amount, 60, 70, 80,000 people, whoever's going to be there, you know, and millions around the world, Uh, you know, and, and so we'll see how that plays out, but a very good Royal Rumble. They started 2020 off, right? Started the road to WrestleMania off, right? Uh, You know, at least they had some positive this week uh, (laughs) amongst the, uh, some negative press that's been going around.
1: You're listening to main event radio, Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac. Follow us on Twitter at main event radio, uh, mentioning the big return of edge who's so it gonna be
0: He's thinking of no no way oh my you gotta be kidding me the rated r superstar edge is here
1: Toronto's edge Adam Copeland coming back to WWE not only for a one-time appearance in the Royal Rumble but signing a three-year deal for 25 matches. So it's going to be a, a good uh, good return for Edge. Nine years ago, retiring due to a neck injury, coming back, still looking great, and they're going to use him as as not an over. Like I said last last week, too many stars are oversaturated. You see him every week on Raw, every week on SmackDown. If they build Edge properly, they can keep him at this this status of of being special when he appears on on, on TV and when he wrestles.
0: Yeah, you know the new quarterly wrestler uh, that uh, you know everyone wants to see. Uh, you know, the, the emotion on his face as he came through the smoke uh, and, and looked around and, and just like, holy shit, in am back. And, and it's like, you know, this was a, an amazing moment that, uh, you know, fans are going to remember forever. It's going to be in those videos of re- top returns for the rest of the, you know, <laughs> of time. But uh, can can we talk about how, you know, Kevin Dunn or someone needs to be fired because they don't know how to produce a show anymore? Because that was just horrible. Like, Dolph Ziggler was complaining about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he comes out, and then they start, like, they're cutting to random stuff that has no impact, and people are freaking out that, you know, Edge is back, and you're not even seeing Edge. You, you know, they, they he gets his pyros, they cut away. And it's like, what the heck is going on? Like, they had to put out a clip the next day on YouTube of the actual return, the way they should have presented it on TV because they totally, totally botched it on, uh, on the actual presentation. And uh, that was a little bit of a letdown because it was like that moment when you saw his face and he came out of that smoke, it was like, wow, this is emotional. And it really came and got you uh, where it's like, wow, man, Edge is back. And then he's just cutting away. It's like, I hear his music playing and I'm seeing Dolph Ziggler or somebody laying down in a ring. Like I don't care. <laughs> like that was that was very unfortunate because it it didn't feel as though, you know, as special as it could have been when if it, you really gave it the proper attention. So, uh yeah, I was disappointed in that, but uh very happy to see Edge back. Uh I will be looking forward to whatever he does. I uh, as a quarterly wrestler for the WWE, you know. Uh, and and it's a lot of money uh that they threw his way. Uh, You know, it's very, very big contract and millions of dollars for very few dates, but um, it's hard to say that it's not worth it you know it's it's hard to say like hey uh, you know i wouldn't pay edge that money to have him come back uh these these matches that he will do over the next few years uh, are going to be um you know moments that everyone's looking forward to the first one being uh with the you know tease of the R- rated rk reunion and then obviously the separation and leading to the match at uh, wrestlemania uh you know people are looking forward to that obviously edge needs somebody that he can face who you know, he knows he can trust in the ring. Uh, obviously, he's never going to be 100%, uh, but he's, he's, he's healthy enough to be cleared for, for in-ring wrestling, much like Daniel Bryan, who had to change his style a little bit. Now, facing Randy Orton, I think, at WrestleMania is something very safe for, for Edge because not only do you have a guy who's a veteran who will know how to deal and, and deliver a very good match with you, but at the same time is going to take care of you. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's a smart decision and it was just great to see Edge back. Up next
1: we talk about the current turmoil Vince McMahon firing two big board of directors of WWE Super Bowl Sunday, our picks and XFL starts next week. Oh boy,
0: really? You're listening to
1: Main Event Radio. radio MainEventRadio.com. Subscribe to us on any podcasting app. Ryan Ryder, Steve Rockamaniac. Over 15 years, your premier combat sports radio source be announcing via press release this week that company co presidents George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, both having departed the company along with no longer serving in their roles as co president, Barrios and Wilson were also dismissed from Dartaby's board of directors. Uh, in other terms, uh, Vince man fired these two co presidents. Uh, the stock following this announcement uh, going down by 25%. So a big crash for the Darby, uh stock this week. Uh, big, big announcement. Going to have. Uh, uh repercussions uh, across the board. Uh, they're going to be having an investors conference call February 6th to report the fourth quarter uh, earnings. So it's not looking good uh, business-wise, and this is not a good move in my opinion. Vince, when you go against him, it's it's still his company, and ultimately he gets his way. Uh Big, big loss though in Barrios and Wilson. These two negotiated deals with USA Network with Fox Network, they really increased advertising over the last decade for WWE. Getting past that previous notion of wrestling being tough to sell advertising, they've really changed the the mainstream appeal of WWE. Uh, Vince is going to run the XFL, and there really won't be anybody to to properly run WWE. And it's really a. I guess there was sort of a disagreement about the, the future of the company. Uh, Barrios and Wilson wanting to, to look into the possibility of a company such as Fox or such as Disney to purchase, the, to purchase WWE. Vince was adamantly against it. As well, they were concerned over the spending that is currently being done on certain stars. Just this past week, the revival being offered $750,000 each.
0: Didn't they bump it up to a million? I thought I heard they uh, well, that they bumped it up to a the,
1: million. The the OC getting close to a million dollars each. Uh Dolph Ziggler getting close to a million dollars like giving this money to talent that previously would have been released in the past. It's like they're overspending on talent. They're cutting back on house shows. Uh look at Fox. Loser Lee eats dog food on <laughs> Smackdown. Come on. This is on a national network. It was supposed to be treated more seriously, more like a sport, and you're still putting on a kid's product. You have to take your your programming more seriously. And obviously, uh, Wilson and Barrios knew where to take it, and Vince is just dead set in his ways. And I said it last week, with Vince going to the XFL, it's time to to put somebody else in charge. As much as Vince has has been the greatest promoter in wrestling history and all the amazing, amazing things he did for the industry and for the business and for the company and just making it the, the mega Promotion that it is today in in World Wrestling Entertainment and the WWE universe and everything. It's time for for Vince to step down, and and this just shows it. And unfortunately, uh, the co presidents uh, were were axed, and to me, it's it's really hurt their their business, the stock crashing, and I don't know where where they're going to go from here.
0: Let me take it a little bit of a different direction here. Mm-hmm. So, by default, you have two uh, new and much more lucrative television deals. That by default means that you need to give bigger contracts to your to to your stars because you're sharing that you know revenue that's coming in with them, and so the fact that some stars got you know bigger contracts than they should have uh, is is somewhat normal because that money is coming in, and you know you can compare that to hey we when you go to Saudi Arabia you get a. Ten time bigger paycheck than you'd would on any other big pay per view because they're getting what forty million dollars for one show. The,
1: there's the Saudi deals we don't know where Barrios and Wilson uh, felt on the equation of whether they can should they continue the deal with Saudi or not. We it's, it's all private conversation. Yeah. We don't know what what their take was on that. So
0: when we get to Thursday, they are going to report massive revenue. In fact, they're going to report very positive numbers if you look at it in a general idea, because this is the first quarter that has the influx of extra money coming in from the TV deals. That being said, the reason that you know, they probably got rid of these, these individuals uh, is everything else that is going wrong that is going to be a big red flag for the company going forward. So as you pointed out, house shows being canceled. The house show tours uh, have been brought down big time. Uh, you know, I think in the month of February they have like six or seven house shows and having
1: booked. an all- time high amount of talent under contract, yeah. a lot of these guys are not going to be they're going to be paid to, to sit at home.
0: So the attendance has been way down at the house shows, therefore, the revenue at the house shows are at an all- time low. The merchandise obviously also going downward because people are not coming to the shows and not buying merchandise. so uh, at the same time. I also predict that they'll probably come in at under whatever amount of subscribers that they were looking to get as, as far as their prediction is concerned for the WWE Network. I think they're going to have stagnant growth there, maybe even a downward trend. More they're original gonna, programming. Yep. That's
1: the way to, to combat that. I'll but, tell you. I, I could say yeah, it right now. No, no, no. hundred
0: percent. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, I'm obviously there's a way to fix everything, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that are under the surface that are going to be the reason why these two are gone. And so, uh, you know, even though they're going to have financially some decent numbers, thanks to the TV deals, thanks to the revenue that's coming in, thanks to Saudi Arabia, because, you know, if it's not, if they didn't, and that's why, you know, when you think about it, you know, that's why they'll continue going there because the second they lose that deal, watch the stock crash even harder. Because as much as people hate that they're going to Saudi Arabia, it's still one of their biggest money makers as a company. And as a business, that's what they need to do. They need to make money. And so right now, they're seeing a bunch of big red flags that are starting to cause little fires down here that are starting to boil up. And so these two are the scapegoats. Vince McMahon always finds a scapegoat. Point recently. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Being that scapegoat, Uh, you know, they said, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm going to hire Eric Bischoff and Bruce Prichard and, uh, you know, that way I'm giving somebody I I trust uh, the the reins, so to speak. And then, of course, SmackDown sucks. And, uh, Eric Bischoff, of course. You if, mean Heyman and Bischoff? Uh, uh, sorry. Richard Heyman replaced yes, Bischoff. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and, and then they were like, okay, well, and you never know when he'll turn on Paul Heyman, but he, obviously he found oh, his it, scapegoat. It's coming. It's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. He found his scapegoat. Heyman's did, doing a great
1: job. I really hope it's not. Yeah, no, I,
0: I totally agree. But he found his scapegoat, right? And who did he go back to? Bruce Pritchard, you know, and, and, and same think, thing Johnson. here. Yeah, and same thing here. You know, you, you got rid of, of Wilson and Barrios. And probably I don't know who you know. Ultimately, they already promoted someone temporarily. But the point being is that Vince McMahon found his scapegoat for all the small red flags that he needs to present on Thursday. That house shows are down, revenue is down. This is down, that is down. This is not going well. But hey, we're predict- we have great revenue thanks to Fox. So you know that's that's seemingly what it's getting to. So uh, you know they he took action, and obviously that scared everyone. We'll see what happens on Thursday, and and see what kind of picture that they they, they, they paint. Uh, obviously, the, if the WWE network subscriptions are down or did not hit what they they hoped it would be worldwide. I mean, they they really hoped that this was going to be a bigger thing than it than it has, and the, you know, replacing pay per views was a big move for them. Uh, and and
1: it was I, the right, it was still the
0: right move. It was, it was still, still the, the right move, move. move. but uh, it. Compared to what they said to their investors that it's going to be, it's not getting there. So all I have fries. to say
1: you predicted this happening yep. years before. You said in five years, pay-per-view will not exist. And, and you were and right. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and it's, well, it still exists, but it's in a different form. It's yeah. streaming now. It's monthly payment. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Event. No.
0: It, it, and, I mean, everything in the world is changing, right? You don't need cable. You can just have 10 streaming subscriptions. But there's just of, more and you know, more
1: competition in the streaming world That's now. it. If you get every streaming service, you get Hulu, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney Plus, Netflix, CBS. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. If you take all the streaming, you end up paying more than traditional yeah. uh, cable or For satellite. For
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. But uh, if you pick and choose, obviously, you know, you don't have to, uh, it, but you need a quality product so if the ww network is not giving that quality product of the of the 24/7 uh, you know original programming or at least a certain amount of original programming per day never mind just like you know the fact i'm not saying you have to have new stuff 24 hours a day but if you can have new programming each day, they're okay, it, 12 on the hours of programming, they're, they're you know, on the yeah, they're just playing old pay-per-views over and over again. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So there'll be a lot of red flags that'll come out o- on Thursday, uh, of stuff underperforming, uh, you know, and attendance going down and revenue for merchandise going down, uh, so that they, they, they took action and we'll see what happens, uh, you know, if it stables, stabilizes rather uh, after after Thursday or if it's going to be even more of a downward trend. And really, you know, what is Vince McMahon going to do? Is he really going to focus? And that leads to the XFL, I guess. Uh, you know, XFL, I don't know about you, but it just feels to me like there's no hype going into next week.
1: I'm excited for it. It's starting next Saturday. It's going to be airing on ABC, Fox, ESPN here in Canada, TSN. So it's really some big networks that they're partnering up with. Uh, week one, uh, next Saturday, February 8th, you have Seattle at uh, D.C. 2 p.m. and at 5 p.m. is L.A. against Houston. And then next Sunday is Tampa Bay at New York and St. Louis at Dallas. So I'm, I think they've got big TV partners. They've got to have a you, – you were talking about this off the mm-hmm. air. Uh, they have to have a TV ad at the Super Bowl tonight. Yeah, because – really. That- get some some hype uh, hype pump in here but really they're, they're they're making some some rule changes to, to football they want to make it a, a quicker game a more exciting game and really this first year is is going to be make or break for for the new xfl
0: yeah, no doubt. I mean, the other one that tried to launch last year didn't make it out of its first the, season. Yeah, yeah. And um, even though they had a good product, American football, League, they had a good yeah. product. Like people were enjoying it, and they were betting on it, and there were like but a lot you know, of the players from there are now, now in the XFL. Yep. So. so, like, it's not like they didn't have a chance in t- of of, de- of delivering a product Just that people are interested. A lot in. of money. They exactly. Out, their investors
1: sort of pulled out, and they ran out of money. Exactly. Vince is 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 dedicated to putting five hundred million dollars over three yeah, years. But
0: over three years, they, they how much? I think the AAF lost like half of that in less than a year. Okay, that's so, the problem. So but they have
1: big TV partners.
0: Yeah, that, that's a plus. Oh no, yeah, yeah. The, yes, the but, rule changes are innovative. But I don't innovative. think they're getting big revenue from the TV deal. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like an AEW type of deal, like where okay. it's like uh, let's share stuff. But mm-hmm. um, you, you know, I think I just it, don't, I think don't the feel like the faster the hype's play there.
1: the twenty five second clock rather than forty seconds. Yeah, the the innovation and in, in the way that they're they're allowing the double forward pass.
0: Oh, no, they're they're going to make uh, some good changes. Not not
1: doing field goals for extra points. Mm -hmm. Also doing a shootout style overtime. I'm really wondering to see how that'll go, Mm -hmm. sort of NHL style, where they're going to have like Mm -hmm. a a five-round shootout if it's a tie game. So... It's going to be exciting to see uh, XFL and tonight of course Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. What's your pick? Are you going with uh, San Francisco 49ers or Kansas City Chiefs? Man. Steve Rock-a-Maniac. This what's your is... Super Bowl Main Event Radio pick.
0: I think myself like everyone out there, anyone who who, you know, di- it talks about, you know, pro sports this is practically a toss up literally yeah. this can go first time either that,
1: well first time in like 70 years that two two red logo teams are facing off yeah each other. okay I, <laughs> I didn't know that
0: one but yeah, yeah you know it's it's literally you can make arguments either way for this and and convince me like that KC's going to win or San Francisco's going to win i'm going to uh, say i'm
1: going to go with the 49ers yeah, for so my I. pick. Yeah.
0: ultimately i'm going with the 49ers but literally this is a toss up uh you know I, mahomes uh, is is practically you know a, you know a guy who's guaranteed to get a a Super Bowl sometime in his career i don't necessarily know that this is going to be the time though i think there could be a choke job here coming and um obviously the 49ers would uh, then come out on top so i'm just going to go with them uh, at this point though it's it's literally a toss up so uh you know enjoy the Super Bowl for those who are going to be checking out tonight uh, and uh, i think it's going to be a nail biter
1: yeah i believe so as well it's going to be a close game Yep. Certainly,
0: it's going to go down maybe to a last-second field goal, for that matter, too. So, uh, you know, thirty-three, thirty-one type of thing for, for for San Francisco. I could see that happening.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going with uh, San Francisco as well. This has been Main Event Radio. Steve Rockamaniac, Ryan Ryder. Have a great week. Enjoy pro wrestling, and we'll be back next Sunday with another episode of MER. Follow us on Twitter at Main Event Radio.